social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial, it's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil to the john DePetro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com it's tuesday it is march 1st and uh folks the news is uh, really remarkable tonight obviously president uh, president biden i was going to say president o biden but president biden will deliver the state of the union hold your breath uh i don't know what to expect at this point uh i, I also agree with people saying you know without question this is ridiculous suddenly the mask mandates end as he's going to deliver the state of the union um i'm sure they thought and originally wanted his big message to be look at this because of me COVID is over and and instead we we have this um situation that's playing out on on the world stage so i don't know what to expect tonight i i think it's going to be more of the same he's going to come in he's uh, wildly unpopular low approval ratings he's going to read who knows what they've written for the teleprompter uh this business that it was supposed to be COVID and build back better and then suddenly we have uh putin on the other side of the world that is uh, threatening nuclear weapons i also want to mention i want to call out and i don't see anyone else in the media saying this but rhode island governor dan mckee um so he published that he sent a letter to president biden and he wants to welcome uh all the uh ukrainian refugees uh to rhode island in, in some ways if he wants to send a letter to president biden that's one thing um but to make it public is very political and he was in east providence again so his polling is telling him east providence city hall uh the mayor there they raised the ukrainian flag which is fine showing support there's a lot of activity in east providence somehow to me governor mckee this is they're figuring out they believe that this race for a primary is going to be decided in east providence um he had his announcement in east providence suddenly he's back there yesterday with the flag raising uh with the the mayor uh, de silva in east providence but at the same time i i almost feel you know you have president Zelensky who is being enamored and praised worldwide right that that line for the ages i don't need a ride out of the country we need ammunition i'm here i'm fighting with my people and he's trying to keep people together and he's trying to keep them focused and we will not surrender and governor mckee I, I it's it's too political he doesn't need to make that public it's not as if all these ukrainian people are going to see it and what's the real message that they should just uh, give you know appeasement to putin and and surrender and then you know why don't you just give it up come live here in rhode island excuse me that that's not that's not your call that's not the move and at this point you know the ukrainian people do need they are in the fight of their life and it's just so transparent and political. So, I, I, you know, he's published, he's always writing these letters to Biden and Rhode Island stands, you know, ready to greet uh, the Ukrainian people. Now, listen, obviously people are sympathetic, but that, that, that's time and place, time and place. The, those, those people want to protect your home. Governor McKee, your hero, Biden, he needs to, he could be doing more to help them. Instead of folding the tent, oh, you know, all Ukrainian refugees, you're all welcome over here. Not so fast. That's that's not what we need to be seeing right now. Um, and that's not what they want right now. They want to be unified. They have a real leader. If if Biden was a stronger leader, maybe they wouldn't be in this bind that they're in right now. 
Um, the United States and NATO, they seem to be doing a lot of trying to catch up. A lot of things that they're doing now could have been done earlier. And I want to play for you. This is, uh, listen to this, the translator. He even gets emotional hearing the president of Ukraine. Listen, I understand, Governor McKee, we want to help people, compassion. It's not your role. The, the voice for the Ukrainian people is the leader of Ukraine, not some politician who did, wasn't even elected trying to win a primary in Rhode Island. Stop telling them to appease Putin, surrender, just give up, give up their land and home and come live here in Rhode Island. That That's not, it's not your place to do that. The United States need to speak, needs to speak with one voice. But I want you to hear this because it's very unusual that the translator, and this is, again, he was speaking, and this is with that, that do you see the 40-mile-long convoy Russian troops that are heading in? I want you to listen to how emotional the translator gets. Just for our land and for our freedom. Despite the fact that all large cities of our country are now blocked, nobody is going to enter and intervene with our freedom and country. And believe you me, every square of today, no matter what it's called, is going to be called as today Freedom Square in every city of our country. Nobody's going to break us. We are strong. We are Ukrainians. We have a desire to see our children alive. I think it's a fair one. Yesterday, 16 children were killed. Again and again, President Putin is going to say that is some kind of operation and we are hitting a military infrastructure. Where are our children? What kind of military factories do they work at? What tanks are they going with or launching cruise missiles? He killed 16 people just yesterday. Our people are very much motivated, very much so. We are fighting for our rights, for our freedoms, for life, for our life. And now we're boring for we're fighting for survival. And this is the highest of our motivation. What a difference between that and the person at the state house who caved to the Providence Teachers Union, was no transformational contract, gave them what they wanted, now giving all the state workers bonuses with our money, real contrast in leadership. Governor McKee, stop sending letters and making letters public. You can send a letter to the president. You don't need to make it public. These are people's lives on the line. Let the leader of Ukraine lead the people of Ukraine. What a disgrace. All right, a lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining me right now, she is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It is one of my siblings. It is Donna Perry. Uh, and DJ, I, I did break the news um, on, on Monday that uh we're going to take this show on the road we're going mobile we will uh, a week from now and we'll have to figure out how we'll do the segment but we will be over at the ukraine border 
giving on-site reporting of it. This is the story. We go to where the story is. And so um, I look forward to hopefully sharing perspective with you while we're, we're over in Ukraine. And I want to start off and get your thoughts on what has just yes. been um, one of those weeks, an explosive week. It was the buildup. Wednesday night kicked into action. Uh, so much has happened. And all of the eyes of the world have suddenly fallen onto Russia and Ukraine. Yes. And may I just say, J.D., I am very excited and excited for our, the audience, for uh, yes. J, J.D., yeah. war correspondent. It, uh, <laughs> Thank it's you. Absolutely. Um, it will be great. It will be great. And be careful. Um, oh. And to say uh, where we are right now, um, which is it's just a very complicated series of events, J.D. And I would just say what's been hanging over all of this that I think is becoming more obvious is, you know, whether if Putin envisioned this was just, oh, I'm going into Ukraine and because I think I have territory claims, it's really turned into like Putin against NATO, yeah. Putin against the West, Western Europe, and that certainly implies the U.S. Um, so it's, as you say, it's just a much bigger story, not that it wouldn't have been number one. Um, and I think it's it's just a remarkable turn of events. Um, it has certainly gone. It went from like one to 100, it seemed like in 24 hours. Um, and I think there's a where we are right now is just showing, like I say, it's very fluid. I think um, it has been remarkable for a number of reasons. First of all, J.D., just the pushback to Putin uh, and Russia, which is like worldwide global pushback yep. you're seeing the leaders of these major european countries when you see france germany which has not really sent weapons to help a no. war effort since we know when you know um otherwise sweden you know uh, yeah and well, otherwise neutral switzerland even getting in on yes, the act at least right. financial poland is really at the center of the action right on that border um, and the worldwide protests going on. I mean, it is an amazing pushback. So number one, it, it just shows us, as and I think you've referred to this, it's not 1939, and a lot of it is because of the phones and because of social media. The yes. world sees it going on in real time. So whether Putin wasn't really counting on that, and then there's been a lot made that his initial military push was kind of not what maybe he expected. Um, and I just think not only the embrace of the Ukraine under siege around the world, but the rise of Zelensky uh, mm. and, and to this kind of superstar wartime president level. I mean, it, it's, it's all very extraordinary, but JD, it's all very fluid, can be very dangerous. Yep. I think um, the way this is going to play out is this is like only the first stage and I don't think Putin undertakes this without having a lot of, you know, uh, plans up his sleeve. So, you know, it's just, it is a very precarious moment. And I also think, um, I think the way the U.S. under Biden is managing it has been also curious in that I think in the beginning they looked so reserved. Yes. Um, and and I, a lot of people have made a lot of that. And also I think once the NATO countries like I say, Germany and, and France stepping up, it's almost like I think Biden has felt a little pressure to kind of show, you know, they felt a little showed up by the NATO, you know, countries. So And they should. Yeah. They should. And let's yeah. talk about Zelensky, Donna Perry, simply because, I mean, this comedian turned, as someone said to me, it'd be like a Bill Maher suddenly was the president. A comedian turned right. president. Um, you know, you'd heard about him, the whole thing with Giuliani over there, but but what, what I just find also, you know, so many people were learning about him and in, in, look in our country. I mean, Biden is obviously an older man and, and President Trump is 75 and Putin is 69. Suddenly there is this, you know, 40, 40, early 40. Yeah, young. And he's very dynamic and, you know, he's charismatic. And there he is on the street saying, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Right. And it just talk about a line. Of I, I just I don't think we we haven't seen anyone like that, whether it was, you know, you go to go back to me like a JFK or just like Churchill's moment. But talk about someone that just really rose, met the moment using social media, using the phone, putting his video out there. I mean, what an incredible turn of events. Absolutely. And as you say, John, I think uh, that quote 
which really I think had to a little bit get under the skin of the U.S. under the and it yeah. really was our military in the first early days. If you think about it, that was. I don't want to say that was kind of the coward's way out, but they were yeah. almost saying, oh, we can just like get you out of the city. You're yeah. the president. No way. And he was like, I am standing my ground. I am not going anywhere. Like, this is my country. This is our homeland. And that quote, I need ammunition, not a ride. Mm. I think that that was his putting his stake in the ground. And it, you know, JD, it's almost like, in the course of events, when you, it, you you almost would need a guy like that. It was almost like it's so authentic because he's kind of like an ordinary man yes. finding himself in yep. an extraordinary moment. And it's on mm. the global stage, you know, and it's almost like maybe a more polished years of practice type of politician would not have almost like this is a gut instinct by yeah. him, like, you know, That's like. Right. And, and almost point. like just an authentic guy, like an ordinary man is just saying, no, I'm not, I'm, we're not dropping our arms. We're no. not having and this. I'm not escaping out of here. Right. I'm, you know, like the captain ready to go down with the ship. Folks, again, we're speaking yep. with Donna Perry. And, you know, DJ, it, it, I also want to hand it to our military, especially military intelligence, cause, because it, it certainly seems as though they were always like one step ahead of telegraphing very clearly what was happening. And, you know, obviously the French president didn't understand there were going to be no negotiations. There was going to be no summit. Right. Um, Our military determined that, you know, no, he's moving forward. Everything says he's moving forward. We see their supply lines. We see the, you know, the tents of medical personnel. They're transferring blood up to the, the border. They're going to wait till after the Olympics um, I think it was also, and I don't know how much it's it's been reported enough, but China was meddling and trying to find out from us of where are you getting this intelligence, and and seemingly it was almost as like a double agent because they wanted to, you know, then yeah, circle feed it, back fed, to Putin feed it and back let him know him. of how we were getting this intelligence. I mean, when is the last time something was done so underhanded on such a high stakes world level? Absolutely, and I I do think. As you say, I think there's so many dimensions to this story. You know, China's role, China yep. behind the scenes. A lot yes. of this is not known yet. Like, you know, what kind of a role were they playing? As you say, double agent. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think Putin will find that they're, they are a double agent. So what does yes. that mean? Right. In the end, uh, President Xi, when, when people are starting to throw around things like we'll charge you with war crimes, you know, she's going to hold his distance and say, oh, well, yeah, you did this, not me. You know what I mean? Like, I think yes. you'll find that the Chinese leadership can be like double and triple, you know, um, going around you. But I do think, as you say, U.S. intel, they saw it coming up to a point, yeah. And I think I don't criticize Biden's team in this way. Um, I think they're very wary of if we have a full on irrational Putin. And I I don't think you can underestimate that there is, you know, this very frightening other piece of the story. And that is a country that has the nuclear weapons that they have and the level of what they have. Um, That's right. We all know that was the whole point of us versus them in the Cold War. Um, although, you know, there are indications of in these recent decades, I don't think they've had the money that they used to have and they've kind of gotten choked off. So whether they have that arsenal to the degree that, you know, we might've originally thought that's a different story. But I think that these are all the things that make, I think Biden's job right now, John, very precarious. It's very tricky walk. They are worrying that it, has he just gone way off the rails, um, you know, or or is there another goal here that has not yet been disclosed and or how could it come to any resolution? Right. Um, but when the, when there's the nuclear uh, weapons issue, which I think he is kind of flagging that out, Putin is um, to kind of keep getting the West's attention and then, you know, whether he feels that's his you know, that's one of his arsenals to get some kind of concession that's unclear right now. It's a very difficult time for the Biden White House because I I do think that, you know, they clearly have stuck to the idea that the financial choking off of Russia, which is obviously what they're doing, 
Um, I think, you know, the ruble tumbled, I think, in recent day or so. We're seeing, you know, a massive pullback of foreign investment. I, I don't think that doesn't start to hurt the Russian people and, and right. how Putin reacts. So, And he's got huge protests in his own country, yes. um, a huge pushback. Yes. And I think that's a, another big part of the story, like how he's going to handle it in his own country. So, Folks, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. A lot more Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. And DJ, um, over the weekend, I did see an interview, or it wasn't, I saw an interview with, but it was, it was, Former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney, who was my first guest when I was a guest, uh, when I, excuse me, when I was the host up in, in yes. Boston. But he, they played the clip of him, 2012, the debate with President Obama. And Obama couldn't have been more smug of, you know, that line of the 80s called and they wanted their foreign policy back. Yeah. You know, it, it was under Obama that Putin felt aggressive. He you know, had the war in Georgia, then Crimea. There were really no repercussions other than just some sanctions. But it, it certainly, you know, if you're Putin, well, the current president, that's the guy that basically didn't do anything with President Obama when when they walked in. What has happened of him being in, excuse me, in power for the last 22 years? Let's face it, you know, the West has got soft in, in this country, this as you and I talk about, there's too much of a focus on I'm offended and pronouns and microaggressions. And as the Wall Street Journal said, uh, you know, microaggressions, you know what, you know, what's uh, something to be afraid of is when a tank is rolling down your street. Right, right. And, and JD, you're right. Like, I think that uh, there are, you know, there finally was some coverage in saying, um, even though, again, the media, whatever Obama said, the media, of course, just like, you know, slobbered all over it. But Romney was right way back then. He, was. he continued yeah. to say Russia remains the number one concern. That's right. Um, yes. You know, Romney has an extraordinary background and has served in all these different capacities and um, and including, you know, was governor of Massachusetts, senator, and he, you know, was all over the world when he ran the Olympics. I mean, he's was very, very aware and concerned um, at that time. And he was right that that, you know, the whole idea and within two years of that, John, if you think back during, like you say, Obama's tenure, they did go into Crimea. And I think yeah. that part of what we're seeing right now is because, as you say, Biden was Obama's VP. And so That's they right. knew, and I think Putin thought, hey, these guys aren't really going to stop me because his right. experience was that. So uh, Romney was they right. they didn't stop him. They didn't stop him. Um, and they, John, in some ways, like you say, they have this, you know, this domestic agenda that almost seems like more like the president of a university as, you know, in some ways, like some that. of the Biden obsession, right? It's like, well, you're not just it the is. head of a um, progressive university. You're the president of, of this. And look, the world inter- interferes. And a lot of their agenda up to now, John, is thrown out the window already. Let's be honest. Um, This is the number one thing. There's nothing bigger. Um, And I might, if if I may, I'd like to, you know, say a lot of what this story, the subtext about, it's not a story, but the war 
is really putting the focus on a wider issue, and that is energy, that yep. is oil and gas supplies around That's the world, right. yep. who, who has them, who generates them, and where they're going. And I, I would say that's a frightening point because, you know, Putin, Russia supplies almost, not quite, but almost half of the oil and gas consumption, I believe, wow. of major Western European countries like that's Germany. Right. Yep. Um, and I think, John, this is a, a tricky walk for Biden and when we've heard this, you know, they've allowed the progressives to create this debate that, you know, there has to be the elimination of fossil fuels. Ridiculous. And uh, John, in a very unrealistic timeline. Yeah, you know, that's right. And we've all had to listen that wind turbines and solar panels and, and that's going to power the world. Look, um, I, I don't think if, if you see Putin, that's another card he could play. So he could shut down and say, yeah, OK, you don't need my oil and gas. You don't need any commerce from me. Right. Mm. Um, I think that puts those countries on their knees. And I think the U.S. has to, you know, really take a hard look at this, that there's just been this almost irrational debate as if fossil fuels are evil. And, you know, have, right. and there's no future for them, John, that's just maybe a hundred years from now, but we right. all, I don't think these tech renewable, these technologies are not ready. What, like in two years, of course not. Yes. So, you know, I am. Um, and again, folks, we're so speaking with Donna Perry, my friends at uh, my friend, Carmen Henry oil said uh, in, in South Dakota, think how ridiculous this is. They found a well with enough reserves in South Dakota yep. that could power the entire United States for the next 600 years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we're not—they're not, not going to utilize it because oh, of these, wow. you know, restrictions. Now, listen, we we all understand about climate change and so forth, but not when you have a bloodthirsty killer dictator who's who's using that as leverage against you. I mean, I will say, President Trump was moving us into the direction of being completely self-reliant, not relying energy on- independent. Okay. Yeah, that was one of his goals. And- you know, Biden, the, what did the first thing he did was shut off that Keystone, as you know, Keystone Pipeline. Yep. And here's where we are. Now, Donna Perry, let's set up uh, Tuesday night. Right. Biden, State of the Union. It is interesting. A lot of people saying, you know, at the time, boy, a little a week ago, people were thinking that the big talk would be where is COVID and. And even one over on the Sunday show, someone said, I don't think this is the appropriate time to talk about build back better. But what is on the line tom- tomorrow night with, uh, well, excuse me, what, what is on the line Tuesday night for President Biden's State of the Union? Well, you know, uh, if, if you have ever known speech writers for a major speech like this, J.D., mm. th- this is a case where whatever they were preparing, uh, you know, about 72 hours ago, they, they got the call of just rip it up, throw it out. I mean, that yeah. the entire speech, I would say, had to have largely be what they'd call the rewrites. Right. I mean, mm. when you have this kind of a dramatic global situation, first of all, which they didn't want to have to talk about foreign policy. And I think Afghanistan's always in the back of, you know, in the background there. Um, they, this is you know, they have to be talking about this first. It's top of mind. The whole world is watching this. Uh, Certainly Americans feel great sympathy and empathy for the Ukrainians on this. So I I just think that this kind of changes their calculus. As you say, John, there's no, their bill back better. Like what? Oh, that was like so many months ago. Right. Um, I mean, I think a lot of what he's going to have to talk about is they do have to pivot here and they're going to have to say, you know, global. I mean, he's I do think he's going to have to spend a lot more time on the foreign policy, obviously, um, global security and and things that they may never have even thought they'd have to put the words nuclear weapons in the speech right right, think of that but the world interferes and as i say you're not the head of a college i mean you know this is you're the president of the united states so that's Mm. what the story is right now i think they're going to have to talk about that people i also think as you say um, in terms of them flagging out all their successes which these speeches tend to revolve around I think it's a tricky walk. I mean, Americans feel the state of the country is that people feel very anxious 
to begin with before yes. there was Ukraine. And yep. the people are saying there's going to be a land war in Europe. Like, oh, my God, mm. you know. So the people have felt anxious. They, first of all, with inflation, they know everything from their supermarket to, you know, did do you need to buy a second car? Everything is artificially higher priced, as we know. That's very difficult. Never mind what this could do to the gas pump. Right. That's a very um, good point. And so all, Perry, yeah. the question is, though, is he up for the moment? I mean, let, let's step back for a moment. I right. mean, this, that first year was a rough year. It basically was put in to just calm everything down from the Trump years. Um, but now, you know, the problems of COVID and January 6th and uh, mean tweets and everything. I, I, we saw a Ukrainian president that seemingly met the moment. I, I'm just, I'm not convinced that we right now have the proper person that can that can lead yep. us out of it and i hope i'm just trying to be objective here but i just think it's very difficult suddenly we, we just haven't seen it let's face it we have not seen it he he staggers he stammers he wanders off point he loses his place this is um if anything, it, it's almost an indication of how we got to where we are right now. I Absolutely, John. And I think so in recent days, if you notice, despite these dramatic developments, a lot of the yeah. reporters all through the weekend would say, well, we, you know, he's back at the house in Delaware. He was yeah. not at the White House. OK, they can hold meetings there. But number one, I would say uh, what was going on is they feverishly rehearse him for a speech of this yes. magnitude. Yeah. This is a speech, J.D., unlike a normal time State of the Union. The whole world will take a lot of a lot of interest in this and certainly yep. the NATO partners. And as you say, the thing I would think if you were his PR team, we, as we saw after Afghanistan, the way he comes off in a big speech like this, number one, I think he's very thin skinned yeah. and he's awkward when when he has to you know but again it's a it's a preset speech but otherwise i think you know he he is sort of thin-skinned and doesn't like to deliver the words that would indicate their job is far from a big success and i think they you know they're facing this very you know critical almost unprecedented in modern times this kind of global threat and as you say john i think what's on the line in the State of the Union speech is his very competence and his stamina to do the job. Yes. You know, I think that's really on the line. And I think the public is increasingly uh, doubtful that he is. You know, Jen Psaki was on this this week with Stephanopoulos for the weekend. She didn't like it, but he did ask her. A lot of Americans are concerned about, you know, does he have the mental cognitive ability right now to function because let's face it this is high stakes it's fluid this is not go to bed and we're you know right to take a trip in the morning or what have you this is you know fast developments are happening and and i don't know what the answer is and notice she went over there to munich uh the vice president and then kind of evaporated from the scene but let's let's just be honest i mean that was someone that could not handle the crisis at, at our southern border, let alone what 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 light is she going to shed right. on an international stage? Something tells me that Putin is not in any way intimidated by Vice President Harris. Not Harry. No. And, and I think that's another issue uh, for the country because they, they're the two top people. I mean, I yes. think people do get concerned and say, well, if you have a less than competent VP, um, and again, that's not to be mean or unkind to her. I no. don't, I just think they're an elected person and they do have to prove themselves. And I yes. do think that people, again, are not being unnecessarily critical to point out number one, I don't think she has projected a lot that sort of endears her to the public. And she seems no. aw- often either unprepared or, or she comes across indifferent, I would call it. John, often in in these tight spots, you know, she sticks to the to the talking points, but she's rather indifferent sometimes to the moment. Um, And I think with him, like I say, I think his ability to um, really manage what is, you know, the U.S. cannot just stay on the sidelines. I mean, I think when you have NATO saying, 
we're sending like fighter jets. And John, I might just add that the U.S. in other times, even if you don't have boots on the ground, you could have fighter jets. You could have some air power, as they call it, that we have done, by the way, many times, as others have pointed out, with nations that were not in NATO. Um, and, and we have done that. So, you know, I also think the final thing with Biden, there's going to come a moment, John, they, they got to put him on an airplane and he has to go to a meeting in Europe. Uh, pretty, I would I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. And but like, how unnatural is that? He's the right. president. You know, this is these are big high stakes. I mean, you think back with Reagan and it's when the they <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he stood there and said, yes. You know, they had him standing there for all of that down the wall, you know, yes. and he, there he was. So I'm not saying you put him in dangerous harm's way. That's not what I mean. Oh. But I mean, I do think like this idea that the, you're going to run the whole presidency on Zoom calls that that oh. seems like where we're going with Biden. And I yeah. don't think the moment calls for something a lot bigger. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401 688 Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Folks, we're speaking with independent columnist, writer, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. It is frightening. Um, you think about it. The Russians have a seventeen mile long convoy uh, that didn't develop overnight, and that's yeah. not going to be easily eliminated. But Donna Perry, over the weekend, um, John Carl of ABC said, as far as polling numbers, they haven't seen these types of polling numbers for the Republican Party. You have to go back to 2011, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the rise or 20, 2010, excuse me, 2010 with the rise of the the Tea Party. Uh, barring something happening, I, I just this is one of the problems the Democrat Party has found themselves in when you allow and you and I have talked about it others, you know, AOC and the squad, and yep. the progressive left and Bernie Sanders to have a loud voice. And more and more people do not identify with that element of the Democrat Party. And un- unless something happens, this, this could be, as they talked about, 2010, that was 63 seats. The Republicans won. Talk about a red wave. And if, if you're Biden and the Democrat Party, I mean, I. It's, it's just going from bad to worse. Yeah, I mean, they have, well, let's face it, they were worried before. So now the yeah. prospect of his team competently navigating, these are uncharted waters with what's going on with Putin and Ukraine, John. So this, none of this can be, and you hate to put it in the political context, but this is not good news for, the, for them no. because, you know, I mean, the, you don't, They already have, you know, strikes on their record with the mess in Afghanistan. So I I think, number one, there it just these images and how they're going to handle it or how they're sort of projecting how the U.S. handles it. um, I think this only adds to people might just have an overall sense of, well, this is not really, number one, the White House. um, And then they they're really looking against a lot of the Democrats and saying, you know, you, you're obsessive on these issues that are not really affecting my life. People, it always comes back to that, comes yeah. back to their own wallet. Yes. They don't like these inflated prices. No one no. is, inflation is not going to come down, unfortunately, from what anything we can read in 2022. Um, that's not good news. That's And that's just not good news for the country and for, you know, regular people. It's like, geez, mm. you know. Um, and then you could put on top of it, 
as we say, how high might it go with a gas pump? That's right. Um, that's what, in a way, J.D., happened to Carter in the 70s. That's right. Um, yes. Lines around, and not to mention just the price, John. Here's the real danger, the supply, right? Yes. So, you know, if there's problems with getting the fuel out, if you put a, if Putin could put a stranglehold on gas and, and all his other reserves and oil, et cetera, and that puts pressure on in other directions where we need it. Look, you could have any grade of an education in America, but you understand if you were waiting in a line to get any gas at a gas station. That's and right. if it costs five bucks a gallon or higher, yes, you, you're angry and you are definitely going to blame whoever's in power. <laughs> you know, and you, you look, you think back to, you know, and they've talked about it, that first suddenly Carter, President Carter, you know, appears on the screen. He's got a sweater on. Right. As if, you know, that was the solution. If Biden walks into the State of the Union, he's got a sweater on, then we get a lot of problems. But Donna yeah. Perry, this is, um, you know, people didn't know what to make of the presidency. I'm not, again, I'm not saying it was all his fault. This also falls under the West, whether it was, you know, Merkel in Germany or just obviously the president of France doesn't have a handle thinking he was going to arrange this summit with Putin. Think how laughable that is just a, a week ago. But, um, he president biden is just it's it's just impossible to ignore he does seem like jimmy carter and the only good news that could come out of this is who would end up following him um into the white house which would be you know who knows who would would be but it certainly seems like it would be a strong republican well that's it and i think people just this History guides a lot of this stuff, John. There's no question people do then turn to the other party. Um, and, and you have, as you pointed out, in for the U.S. House, I mean, you have so many full-on retirements of people 30. who are yeah. 30, you know, people who are of ages, by the way, who could certainly still do another term. Right. Um, it has to show you something. I think Nancy Pelosi completely mis judged everything. John, you and I know politically, she was clinging to the January 6th hearings would go yeah. full bore. She wanted That's that right. in this year. Yes. So she, oh. and, and there was a lot of Democrats behind the scenes complaining and saying, how come these hearings, you're not really moving on this. She is such an old school politician. She thought she was going to be so clever and hold that. So the public sees it in this year. Well, now what? Look what we got. You know what that's I mean, right. John? They that, waste that's, a lot of time. That's in on the that. back of the news that's paper right. at this point. Think of that if they yeah. can have that time back with the impeachment. Again, folks, so speaking with Donna Perry and DJ, before I let you go, just your thoughts on, you know, anyone that's still holding on to these COVID restrictions. I, I, I'm sorry. There's, I don't want to, there's something wrong with someone that's still insisting, you know, children need to be, children are actually in Rhode Island still in mask in the schools. This, is so unfair. We're, we're seeing what a real crisis is. And I, I think that the public has also grown, grown tired of, you know, this preach element, this elitism from the left. Uh, I'm offended, the cancel culture, microaggressions, all of this stuff. What, what is playing out in Eastern Europe? I mean, those countries are, are petrified and we're seeing death and we're seeing a lot of people killed and you know, men 18 to 60 are not allowed to leave the country and they have yep. weapons to think that this is going on. I, I agree with you. I just wonder how much longer is the United States going to be able to remain on the sidelines? Because I, I got to think, I mean, it's it's the elephant in the room. We're, we're just going to sit there and sit by and watch all of this happen and we're not doing anything. Right. And and by the way, if I just to quickly jump around a little bit, but um, NBC's Richard Engel who is yes. a veteran, great war reporter. Yep. Uh, and he got, he got some unfair treatment by, or some criticism by, you know, Biden apologists on Twitter, of course, because they don't like anyone criticizing this White House. But he kind of came out there and he tweeted out and said, how long can NATO and the U.S. keep, just take this standoffish approach when he said we see these, you know, uh, unbelievable um, tank column coming right down you know, these, yes. the major roads. And, and he was just saying, again, from a um, just from a moral and, you know, human approach, um, humanitarian approach, like, 
again, John, just to, you know, they have this little, they, they were taking this very sterile approach of saying, well, Article 5, you know, if, and, and I'm sorry, like the, something has to be bigger than that, you know, and you yeah. go back to Winston Churchill when he was like, I, I, don't show me treaties. We right. know what's going on over there and, and we're going to pull together and stop it. You know what I mean? And that's that kind of a moment. And I would just end it on, on COVID. You're right. Like, I think that you you might say the politics of it was more how more apparent was that that the fact that the CDC hiding there finally came out with a feeble statement the other night as the war is, you know, um, rising up in significance. And they kind of came out with their little statement that basically said masks are unnecessary indoors for like 70% of most Americans. And, you know, they kind of got that in like at a Friday night, you know, we used to call the news dump, you know. Um, And I just think people see then the politics of that, they kind of snuck it in. And I would just say for Biden, I don't know how much credit the White House at this point claims because it's the average person can say, no, but it was my mayor, my governor. They dropped the restrictions before you seem to see that. And lastly, John, I just think they need to drop the masks in the White House. Why yes. Why are they still walking around like that? Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and if he, if he wants to relate to the public, he should uh. not let himself be, be filmed and televised with the mask on. And neither should Harris, by the way. That's you know, right. if you're trying to say it's Omicron vanished, we're moving forward. I think that those optics really matter at this point. So, um, folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. And we're going to please be safe as it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. And I, I do envision that, you know, we have the technology that we can yes. continue to talk. Great. But, uh, great job. Uh, early happy birthday, and we will talk to you. Thank you. Great. Be safe. Okay. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health, but it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in, you'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas, plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, we continue our conversations with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, during these uh, challenging times, uh, especially the winter time and everything going on with COVID, people get locked down. People are not seeing people as much. It can be a very challenging, frustrating time for people. That's why it's so important for people to realize, and especially family members that have men over 50, this epidemic of people doing harm to themselves, taking their own lives. And that's why more and more people are learning about mantherapy.org. Yes, John, uh you're absolutely right. There is a, a huge problem with uh, with middle-aged men, but with, uh, with adults of all ages, honestly, and of all sexes. But we're focusing, as we said, on, on middle-aged men. And man therapy is a great resource um, to help men kind of sort out where they are in their mental health problems and also uh, to look at resources that might be available for them. Dr. Rob, if you would be so kind as just to let people know, when people log on, whether it be a family member that could be concerned about a, a husband, a father, an uncle, a grandfather, a boyfriend, or the, the person himself, what are the types of questions that they're going to find at mantherapy.org? Well, a lot of times they're just going to try to, one of the best things to do is just for a man to take the 24 and head inspection. Uh, that will help a man figure out, am I just being feeling stressed or am I really suffering maybe from depression 
or severe anxiety or something else like that, that's probably the best place to start to kind of see where you are um, and if you need to kind of seek some other help or not. Uh, another great place to start is looking at some of the, the videos, the testimonials of, of men who have struggled with different problems and found that uh, there's a lot of help available if they are willing to uh, ask for it. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison, and I want the listeners to understand that, you know, Dr. Rob, th- this is, it shouldn't be someone's imagination. Let's face it, th- these are difficult times right now. Number one, the winter time can be tough. And when we're getting, you know, feet by the snow, by the feet, not just the inch, that can be a challenge. But between inflation, between, you know, the ongoing battle with COVID, it, it's very understandable that people may start to really start to feel down, maybe lower than they've ever felt. But the good thing, folks, about mantherapy.org is it's designed specifically with men and helping both them to maybe get help and, more importantly, family members see some of the warning signs. Yeah, it is. And any any women out there who have a man in their life that they're concerned about, <laughs> excuse me, um, this would be a, a great website to go to just to try to, to see if uh, it may have some suggestions for you that could be helpful. Well, certainly, you could encourage uh, your your male friend to uh, to also seek it, the, the website. It's so easy. It's always available. There's no stigma involved. Nobody's going to know that you went there. It's, uh, it's just a great way to, to kind of investigate where you are and to seek some help. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison, and I want the listeners to understand, you know, Dr. Rob and I, we fully recognize this is not an easy topic to to, to, to broach with people, and people are very sensitive, but there is, without question, there is an epidemic of men, older men, uh, 50 and older, who are uh, taking their own life, and, and many times there are warning signs, there are ways that uh, there is, you know, people hear about CPR, and Dr. Rob, there's even a way that there is an employer or maybe a coach or maybe just a family member that they could take very simple that you offer that, as you talk about, it could save lives, and it's very easy and it helps people understand some of the warning signs. Yeah, QPR is, is a great training. Uh, it's, it's community-level training. Any adult uh, can take it. Any adult can help save a life. And I believe it should be just as required as, as CPR perhaps even more. I think CPR is more effective really than CPR at saving lives. Um, it, the, most of the trainings in, in South County certainly are free. I offer uh, free Zoom trainings uh, for the community the first and third Tuesdays of every month from 6 in the evening to 7.30, just an hour and a half. People are certified for three years as, as suicide prevention gatekeepers. And it's a, an evidence-based program. We know it works. We know the studies are behind it are solid. So um, you can go to healthybodieshealthyminds.org if you want to get a, a schedule of the, the trainings. And they can get the registration link there. Uh, as I said, it's free. Uh, I even had somebody from Las Vegas take the training with me a couple of weeks ago. He had heard about it from a friend in, in Rhode Island and uh, uh, was struggling with his uh, with a family member who was uh, uh, having difficulty. So... Um, this is a great free training. I think, again, I think every adult should have it. Folks, again, he is Dr. Rob Harrison. The website is mantherapy.org. 